Which, oh, sorry, Joel? Yes. What on earth would um, <laughs> lead you to get a second dog? When I see how well-trained your first dog is. That you have. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second one is more trained. <laughs> the second one's already more trained yeah. than the first dog? Yeah. yeah. He does shake a paw already. <laughs> My... My first introduction to Joel's dog was that we went for a, a, white, uh, a walk on the dikes with our dogs. <laughs> and his dog got about, I don't know, like 10 minutes into the walk. And then he turned around and he said, I'm not walking anymore. And he started walking back to the car. <laughs> Joel basically had to chase him all the way back to the car. Like he got all the way to the car, didn't yeah, he, before you he got did. there? Like he's on a main road running down the street away from me. <laughs> this is a great intro to hearing God's voice. We should just use this. <laughs> and you think hearing God's voice is that hard. Just... Not as hard as walking my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome back to OnRamp, where we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice. We'll answer some questions about, can everyone hear God's voice? What does God's voice sound like? And how are Skittles part of hearing God's voice? Stay tuned. So today we're talking about hearing God's voice. Back here. Maybe. Greg and Jen. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. <laughs> And let's want, see where it goes. Let's see where it goes. <laughs> so wh- what do you think? Can all people hear God's voice? So there's a belief that only some can, only a select few, only the special, the anointed, the... But can all people are hear talking, God's voice? Are we talking people, Christian people or Christian... Not Christian people, sorry. <laughs> you know, we won't limit it there. But, um, you know, if you believe that non-Christians can also hear God's voice... You know, I'd love to hear you weigh in on that. But yeah, can all Christians hear God's voice? And then let's expand it even a little further. Can all people hear God's voice? I'm going to let Jen answer first, and then whatever she answers, I'm going to say the opposite. Just perfectly <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I think yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rats. I think yes and yes, too. Yeah, I think all Christians can hear God's voice. I think all Christians have the ability to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. I would say, obviously, not all Christians actively hear God's voice? Mm-hmm. Because obviously we talk to a lot of people all the time who are like, oh man, I really want to hear God's voice, but I'm really mm-hmm. having a problem doing that. I I think that's more of a learning how to hear God's voice, mm-hmm. but I think everybody has the ability to hear God's voice. And I actually believe that all non-Christians, a lot of non-Christians have the ability to hear God's voice as well, because mm-hmm. I think they're as much his children as we are his children, mm-hmm. and a father speaks to his children. And so I don't think a non-Christian would recognize that it's a voice of God that they might be hearing. But I think that God will speak and lead even non-Christians who Mm -hmm. don't have a personal relationship and they can still hear his voice. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually the voice of God that draws people to salvation. And for certain, I've heard stories of people telling about God's protection or God's leading before they were actually children of God are Christians. And, um, I, I just love hearing how God's been involved with people's stories all along the journey. And then they come into relationship with him. But I would certainly agree. There's a, a practicing of hearing God's voice where it's, if you're at a place of, I don't hear, or I'm struggling to hear, or I'm struggling to understand what I'm hearing. It's a, a practice of hearing that, we renew throughout our life. I know for certain, I just go through seasons where I, I renew the 
posture and practice of hearing God's voice mm-hmm. and it can change or, um, yeah, sound different over time. But yeah, I think everyone can. You? Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree that I think all people can hear God's voice. I think that there is a different way that obviously a Christian will respond to God's voice and a non-Christian will respond to God's voice. I think there's also a growing maturity in hearing God's voice. I think there's also uh, ways that we hear God in one season might change as we go into a new season. Um, And so I want to talk about that, the way that God speaks maybe, you know, in your own life or ways that you've observed. You see it in the movies that God always has this deep kind of baritone voice and he sounds a little bit like James Earl Jones (laughs) in different uh, movies. But when we say God's voice... What are we talking about there? Are we talking about, for those listening, are we talking about an audible voice? Are we talking about um, a feeling, a sense? Uh, what do you mean when you, you know, say God's voice? Yeah, I, I think for me, it um, it does vary a little bit, but I would say the most common way that I now hear the voice of God is... Um, you know how you have that internal monologue inside your head where you're kind of constantly talking to yourself? I don't know if everybody no. does that. Yeah, I was going to say. I, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, head. I was like, no, you're the crazy one. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I constantly have that internal monologue going on, right? So I'm. there are a lot of thoughts in my head and the vast majority are instigated by me, right? They're my thoughts. But the way I have found that I hear from God is that occasionally those thoughts that drop into my mind are not my thoughts. They're somebody else's thoughts. So, you know, I'll be, so for instance, I'm, I'm looking at somebody on a Sunday morning, right? You walk into the service and you, you look around and you say, oh man, that person looks really depressed. I wonder what's going on with their life. I wonder if their mom just died. And those I would, like, I used to think those are just my thoughts. Mm. And now I recognize that sometimes like that, oh, I wonder if their mom just died. Sometimes that's a God thought, and that's God speaking to me. But I never recognized that that was God before. And so, you know, my struggle with hearing God is that his voice sounds exactly like my voice on the inside of my head. And so determining which is his and which is me is where I have to, that's where I'm still learning. Like, I'll be honest with you. That's where I'm still learning to differentiate what that, what, how that's different. And I, part of it, I think, is God is asking me to exercise faith to act on those words to see if they might be from him. Mm. But when I act on them and I, I walk over to that person, I have, I have no... It, 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 it might not be God. It might just be me. And so I might look like an idiot when mm-hmm. I go and say something. <laughs> and they say, no, everything's great. Why did I have a weird look on my face? And it's like, like I, I, I'm having trouble differentiating between the two. And so that's kind of my process that I go through. And, you know, I think we'll probably get into in terms of, you know, how do you know it's God's voice? Mm. But for me, it's it's still very scary because I don't know that it's God's voice. It's never a booming, audible voice when he talks to me. And maybe it is to other people, but not to me. Is that both if you're hearing something personally for yourself or is it mostly when you're hearing something for other people? Yeah, I would say there's there's other ways that God leads me personally, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, reading in the Bible or counsel of a pastor or a good friend, I think there's a lot, or, you know, even the internal prompting of the Holy Spirit are ways that God might lead me. 
But I found that I've actually found that my ability to hear from God or the the time that I hear from God is far more common when it's for somebody mm-hmm. else. And when it's for somebody else, there's often there's either a message from God for that person or there's some information about that person that God is giving to me and that I, I need to act on, right? And it needs to, it's more, it's not just a personal prompting. It's something where I need to kind of step out and see where, where is this going to go or what is this for? Mm-hmm. And how about you, Jen? How does God speak to you or how has he spoken to you? And yeah. how has that voice, the sound of his voice or the way he speaks changed for you over time? Yeah, I, I like to say there's a couple pieces about how I understand God's voice and the internal dialogue um, is one. I find it's a bit more of a dialogue for me than a monologue, but I'll start by... That's worse, isn't it? Well, look, it's not... <laughs> That's a dialogue it, in your head? I yeah. just, I have this sense that God is asking a question usually. Oh, a dialogue with God. Yeah. I thought you meant you just have a dialogue going no, that's on. Called yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's called multiple personality disorder. That's what I was going to say, yeah. That okay. happens too. Sorry. Let's be real. <laughs> There's a couple parts, you know, don't you ever have a d- discussion amongst yourselves? I yeah. I would never admit that in this group, but <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Where two or three are gathered, <laughs> I am all in my head. Messed up in the midst. Like the wise side versus the reactive side. Just, you know, sometimes the wise gen needs to, well, this morning was the cozy in home gen needed to have a conversation with the one that needed to get to work gen. Um, so it's kind of like that where there's like a dialogue going on and it usually, to me, it often feels like God asks me a question Mm -hmm. and it, even before we get to the question, there's a sense of, I've just come to appreciate that God almost asks me if he can ask me a question. And there's just this sense of God's presence um, that I turn towards. And it's like the permission to like just turn to hearing. And then there'll be a dialogue that takes place that um, just feels so much smarter than if I was figuring it out myself mm. or cleaner or lighter. or And there's just these different ways of understanding that if this was just my thoughts going on in my head, um, it wouldn't be this light or mm. it wouldn't be this hopeful or, or joyful. And so for me, there's often a refining dialogue that takes place. Um, and one of the ways it feels the, this is how I've described it over the years is, you know, in the springtime when the air is still cool, but the sun is starting to become more present and you get out, uh, get into your car on a sunny spring day and it's coolness in the air, but you get into your car and it's warmed by the sun. Oftentimes for me, there's this this sense of God's presence that feels like this warmth of getting from a cool environment into just a peaceful, warm environment. Mm. And, um, yeah, so there's some senses often for me and then usually a dialogue will take place that helps refine or dreams. I am, Mm quite often a, a dreamer that has things to say through those. Mm. God speaks to you through dreams, yeah. right? Uh, that's that's one where I, you know, I hope we get into a little bit more because I believe that dreaming and nightmares are mm. actually a way that you'll notice if you're actually opened up to the spiritual realm in a way that God can speak to you. Mm. And I believe the enemy 
when you're young, I think the enemy tries to rob that from you through nightmares to get you to close off that actual spiritual gift that God has put in you. And if you're a dreamer or one that, you know, is say, yeah, I have nightmares all the time. I believe that that's actually... I have nightmares all the time. Or I know seasons of... Mm. I, to this day, I'll experience nightmares, definitely as a child, terrors. Mm-hmm. But um, to this day, there will be seasons of waking up with nightmare. And mm-hmm. I'll know... What's going on now? Wow. Didn't for a lot of years, but okay, yeah. And and so if that's if that's you too, where you're a dreamer or or and you're like I've never heard God's voice, but I do dream a lot. Well, you're you're actually God is is going to speak to you through dreams and visually um, as well. Greg, you look like you were going to say something. Are you going to say something? I was not. You were not. We're okay. just curious how God sounds like yeah. to you. Yeah. Like- <laughs> well, to, to me, I think it's definitely changed. I used to think that God only spoke through the Bible. Um, so when I was first saved, God only spoke through the Bible. Um, it's the only trustworthy place that you'll find him speak, you know, go to the Bible. And, and so that's how I began hearing God's voice is in the Bible. I would actually see verses. I would just be reading along, but then a passage would jump kind of off the page. It would almost be like, uh, everything was like, uh, you know, one dimensional, but then God's would speak in like three-dimensional letters that kind of come off the page at me. Or I just pause on a particular word or a particular verse. Or it just like hits me internally where I'm like, oh man, that's like exactly what I'm going through right now. And and that's where God's word is, I believe, living and active. And, and it's it has this different dimension to it than just a book, right? And so that was the first way that I began hearing God's voice. But that would always be in scheduled structured time where I was sitting down having my quote unquote quiet time or devotions mm-hmm. um, or it would happen in a church service where you're listening to a sermon and you would hear him say something and you're like wow that was really anointed and that was for me it's like God was speaking to me today and all of us have gotten that where we've spoken on a Sunday morning or a Bible study and people are like it was like God was talking to me today and so that's kind of where it developed into. But more recently, in the last 10 years, I've realized that God speaks like in all times, yeah. in all ways. And and once I realized that, that he could speak to me through an emotion I was feeling, through watching my kids play in the park, through a street sign, I always talk about that, or um, you know, the name of a store, or a, <laughs> literally a license plate will come by, and I'm the like... The name of a store? So we're allowed to talk to ourselves? <laughs> but you... Inanimate God objects, mostly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Greg's having a monologue, Jen's having a dialogue, and signs are speaking to me. Yeah. Don't worry, this even gets better. <laughs> and you know, I think I think the point was that uh, as I was l- where I looked for him, yeah, to speak, yeah, he's willing yeah. and loving to speak in those ways, yeah. And so it was almost like I had to, and this wasn't like, okay, God, I'm going to now sign a contract to look for you and everything. It was just as I look back on it, I realize when I'm open to hear, he is open to speak. I almost feel like it's as I've as I've gotten older, I realize that God is more like a radio station where he is always speaking. Mm. I'm not always listening. What's a radio station? Yeah. You're gonna <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this bench isn't tall enough that I can kick Jen underneath it. So. Well, I just think if you're going to use it, I know what a radio station is. Um, but God is like a 24-hour podcast. Is that better? <laughs> no. Um, but I think he's always speaking, right? Yeah. I think he's always looking to communicate with us and he's always looking to commune with us. And I think we don't always tune into it, right? Like we are, we are, um, we've got so much going on in the day yeah. that we, we aren't there. And, but I think he is always looking to communicate with us. What is going on with you? <laughs> My stomach growled. Oh, I didn't hear. His <laughs> stomach growled so loud. Like, I said sure a lot of stupid things, but I don't think that was one of them. No, the so. reason that I have to clarify is in case something else came out on the microphone. That was a stomach growl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, it was so loud. I was like, whoa, hello. Oh, <laughs> no, but I would totally agree. And I, what I appreciate about the maturing of this journey, um, turning to scripture was definitely part of the beginning and is still, there are times where I actively posture myself to hear. So I intentionally yeah. go sit in silence or go to Westminster Abbey or I intentionally turn to scripture to hear or I intentionally go for a walk to hear. But what I am loving is that, and it sounds like what you were just talking about, Greg, where there's the openness and the the willingness to just, God is always speaking. And there are these times where it comes at us from a sign or watching children play or when we're not expecting to hear mm -hmm. and not intentionally seeking to hear. And that's what I just love about this journey with God is that it, it develops into such a depth and mm -hmm. openness over time. Yeah. And I would, uh, I, I would definitely say that even still, you know, God's word is probably the place I will, I will hear him speak the most just, um, but I also think that, with that being said, um, because I didn't think he could speak in other areas, my time with just reading the scripture had seasons of a lot of staleness because it was the only place I thought he could speak. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, oh, God's now gone quiet. And as Greg was saying, where God is always speaking, I think that he'll intentionally go quiet in a, one area so that you'll look for him in another area. But if you don't even know there are other areas to hear him speak, you'll just think he's quiet. And you might be in that season right now where you're like, God has gone quiet. I don't, you know, the sermons and the worship music or my prayer time or my time in the word, I'm just not hearing God speak. You know, that could be a good thing. It could be the beginning of you hearing him speak in another way. And so while I still think that for me, you know, God's word is the primary place that I'll hear him, um, you know, if he goes quiet in one area, it doesn't mean he's mm -hmm. quiet in general, right? He's, yeah. So do you think, so you mentioned God's word. Mm -hmm. You know, there's obviously debate in Christian circles around, maybe I'll put it this way. Some people are like Bible people and some people are more <laughs> like Holy Spirit people. And these people say, oh, this is the only word that's really the word of God. And other people who are more Holy Spirit people, that's a, terrible delineation, right? But is they say, oh, well, God will speak to me. And because it's the word of God, it's as relevant as this word. Like, what do you guys feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I certainly think, so two things come, come to mind. Um, one is, 
I still would say the Bible is the most trustworthy to me because I don't know who's necessarily giving me this prophetic word. Say I don't really know them, or even if it's you, Greg, say you give me a prophetic word. I would still say, no, the Bible seems the most trust, like I can trust that more than I can trust from someone else. But then I think of um, power. Is there as much power released Mm. in a prophetic word from you than the power of God's word, right? Like, and I'll say this, because I had a prophetic word given to me that is a Bible verse, but the power, I think, came through the Spirit as it was spoken over me in a moment. And I just think this is just an interesting, because I want to hear your thoughts too, is I think that a prophetic word spoken from God has as much power as a Bible verse, if it's truly from God. And I know this is going to, you know, ruffle some feathers, but somebody once said to me, you will be a prophet to the nations. Now that's from Jeremiah chapter one, where he is called the prophet to the nations. But as this person spoke it to me, I felt that there was God's power and God's spirit on that. And I think that is what makes it powerful. I don't think it's just the words on the page, and I don't think it's the person who's giving me the word. I think it's the Holy Spirit on it that makes it powerful. And so I think that a prophetic word can be just as creative, given from somebody, as let there be light was when God said it, right? And when and when it's... Anyway, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that... Maybe that's more murky, but... What do you guys think? I think that there's a, t- a tension in the two. Uh, and it's found in the life of the person and the community of people that are walking the prophetic gift and the prophetic community and the prophetic sharing out. Um, I think that the Holy Spirit has all power to speak. Um, but the vessel that it is spoken through uh, matters in the same way I think that scripture has all authority and all power to speak but the vessel that is speaking it matters and so Mm. I think that our lives individually but also corporately and the community that we we collaborate in that we share in that we hear in that matters um and so when lives are lived in either extreme and they're so independent from people and community and they say, thus saith the Lord or God said, which I hate, um, um, without the, the community connection, that scares me. So if someone comes in and says, I have a word from the Lord for you, blah, 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 and I can't see them in community, Regardless of whether you're entirely Holy Spirit or entirely Word of God, I am, I'm scared of you. Like, let's be honest, right? Uh, I, 
I don't know where well, you're going, okay, so, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> just agree with me, Jen. Just just know no. that you're going to agree with whatever I'm about to say. Jen clearly has trust issues. Yeah. That's what she just told us. Seriously. <laughs> I do. So God told me, Jen. No, okay, um, Shut I, the front door, yeah. Greg. <laughs> I, I, was, I never had any concept. There's kind of a subculture in the Christian world of the prophetic people, right? And I had no idea that this existed when I grew up because there was no real hearing from God prophecy kind of Because you were in a I more learned. traditional I was in, church. I grew up in a more traditional yeah. church, right? And so when I got introduced to this kind of culture within the church, like, this is my opinion. I think there's a lot of crazies there. Oh, I think there's... I, I think, agree with you. I think it draws a lot of people who are a little odd. And I'm... Like, I'm kind of with you in terms of there's a lot that's um, attributed to God that I don't think ever comes from God, mm. right? And I, I think there's a lot of people out there saying stuff that they say they hear from God and they don't hear from God. And I think it, you got to kind of wade your way through that sometimes in terms of, I think there's some really, I think there's some really practiced Christians out there who are very good at hearing the word of God. I think there's some other people who think they, everything they hear is from God. Like, you know, you go to, mm. you go practice hearing from God. Right. And I remember I would, I go to a course in terms of practicing hearing from God and I'm like, I'm getting very simple words. And other people are like, I see rainbows and unicorns walking through and a <laughs> banner over your life. And I'm like, I don't know if I trust that you're really hearing from God or whether this is just your vivid imagination, right? right. And so I, I think you got to be kind of careful, right? Mm -hmm. I think that I, my belief is that the word of God from the Bible versus the spoken word of God equally as powerful and equally as valid. I don't think that anybody, I don't think that God's ever going to give you a prophetic word that contravenes what he says in the Bible because mm -hmm. it's the same God, right? Mm -hmm. And, but I, I think there's lots of words that get spoken to one another. And I think there's lots of people who said, oh, I heard this from God. Or, or even they hear for themselves and they take their own life in a certain direction. And you're like, I'm pretty sure that's not from God. But mm -hmm. what do you say to those people? So I, I think you got to be careful, right? Mm -hmm. I think the person does matter that it comes through. But equally, I think that some of the most broken people, sometimes God can use that and bring mm -hmm. a really powerful word through that person. Mm -hmm. So it's not like everything you might say is wrong, but I, I don't know. I it, think it's, it's a quagmire sometimes. And the... The subculture of the extreme, maybe emotional, prophetic, um, that that subculture that you talk about, I I'm I'm saddened that that gets airtime or that it discourages people from an active pursuit of hearing God because mm -hmm. there's dynamically spirit empowered people that hear from God and share from God and um, it just love to celebrate that rather than be afraid. And I just wish there wasn't such a, a fear or such a misunderstanding of what it looks like to be people who hear and follow God in that way. And, and I think also I'm very cognizant that I try not to put God in a box, right? Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes we create our own box of this is what God says. And then somebody says something that's outside of your box and you immediately go, nope, not God. You can't do that either, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the real, I think, tension in it is that I, sometimes I hear some crazy stuff and you're like, well, is that person crazy? 
or am I the crazy, right? Yeah. Like which one of us is, is out to lunch here? And so mm-hmm. you got to be kind of careful because you cannot draw a box around God in terms of what he says or where he's, where he's potentially leading you. So. I remember one time it's, um, I was, you know, speaking at a youth, youth group and I remember God said to me, I have a word for somebody here. And the only word he gave me was Skittles. <laughs> now this is not biblical. <laughs> I'd say this is very extra biblical. Um, and you know, that's the only word he gave me. And, and it was, it was ridiculous. It was, you know, it wasn't God said, or I feel like God saying, I j-, and so I was speaking and I said, I, I just have one word that I feel. I always would use that kind of language. I feel like God is, <laughs> is saying yeah. this. And the only word I have is Skittles. Now, Whichever background you're from, you would say that's not a word from God, right? Yeah, he's one of the crazies. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the crazies. Like Greg was saying Here that, we the, go. That, yeah. that that prophetic subculture draws the odd. Well, true, us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, at this point, in this um, moment, I was one of those odd, right? Yeah. I mean, typically I'm not yeah. that odd. I'm not always talking about, you know, Are Snickers. You and <laughs> Jen would say I'm always that odd. <laughs> But then you wrestle with this idea, and this is where I think, again, you can't put God in a box is, I didn't want to share that. Yeah. Because it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And it was not biblical. And yeah. it was, if you filtered it through your typical checkpoints, you would say, don't say anything. Yeah. But I said it anyway. And then you're hoping at least to be validated there where somebody's like, yep, that was me. But that didn't happen either. Mm. Nobody responded at all. <laughs> so I finished my message to the youth and I felt like a complete idiot and yeah. I you know, really should have put God yeah, in a yeah. box on that occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Known as the Bible. I uh, should have put him in there and kept him there. But yeah. then afterwards, everybody had left, you know, and a girl stayed behind and she came forward and said, you know, that was my, that was my nickname from my dad when I was younger. And, mm. and um, she said, I felt blamed for my parents separating and blah, 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 blah. And it was this powerful moment that she had with God and I was able to pray with her and it was on the heels of absurd, yeah. mm-hmm. extra biblical, yeah. sounded like I just wanted Skittles, you know, because <laughs> Skittles are yummy. And so there's also this sense, and so what I've seen is you th- we, we've, we throw out sometimes the, the odd or mm-hmm. the weird or yeah, the... Yeah. Messy, uh, right? The messy. Yeah. And so, you know, I, and I think that's where we miss yeah. hearing God's voice when he's meeting us in those places. And, and yeah, it's a little bit off. And, and so, um, yeah, but like, like, what do you think? Because you have to f- find a place. You have to find a place to explore hearing God's voice. And, you know, where did you explore hearing God's voice? Was it alone? Was it in a group? Was it both? Was it... I'm just curious for you, because like that doesn't. And also, do you, do you does it automatically translate that if you explore God's voice, are you going to end up in the realm of Skittles? Do you think? I think so. Do you think? I so? think you will. I actually think that one of the lessons <laughs> that God teaches you when you start to hear when you start to hear His voice for other people, mm-hmm. I think God will say, "How important is your ego to you?" I think he will. And I think he will put you, he may not give you a word like Skittles, but he will give you a word in which you are going to have to park your ego at the door 
to either to speak out the word. And it may be that the word sounds kind of foolish. Sometimes he can give you a, a kind of a routine word, but you don't know whether it's accurate or for the person that you're going to, right? And I think it's still checking your ego at the door. It's like, are you willing to look foolish? Which, you know, what's more important to you? Is it more important that you look good in front of other people? Or is it more important that you do what I'm asking you to do? But I think he'll give you a Skittles moment. I really do. Like, I, I think he takes, he took me through that anyways, mm-hmm. right? Like, I can, to this day, when I give a prophetic word to somebody or I feel like I've heard from God or someone else, I have knots and butterflies in my stomach every single time. And it's because of ego. It's because I don't want to look stupid in front of somebody. I don't want them to say, there's one of the crazies, mm. right? But, you know, one thing I will say for the crazies is they don't care what other people think about them. And I think that is healthy mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, being whole and being healthy. So is there, is there a, um, you know what, we're going we're gonna to come back to this. I will say for my process of hearing God, just to answer your question so that we can go there, because then we can go wherever you want to go. Part two. Yeah, part two. <laughs> um, but for me, it was definitely a journey. And I had a mentor in my teenage years who, instead of saying, hi, Jen, how are you? Uh, it was, hi, Jen, what's God saying? And a couple times a week, that would be the question. And what started as fear and terror that, I, well, I don't know, like, how, how do I, what do you mean? Um, and I'm going to get this wrong. There was this gentle invitation to discover the ways and the sound of, and the experience of hearing and following God's voice. And what started mostly personal for me um, in scripture, my own personal life of transformation and my own personal life of obedience and following, for me, it was very gentle. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know that I've experienced a ton of Skittles moments. So when I ask Mm. you that, it's because of, for me, my process of hearing God for people, because that's really what it is when we're, we're talking about Skittles for me, just to offer a counterbalance, it's been a gentle process. And what I often feel is very encouraging. Um, and I could be wrong in that encouragement, but and there is risk involved in sharing that, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm sitting here going, well, maybe I've not been in a community where I need to get back into a community where, and I'm like, oh, okay, well right now, and don't even make me, um, <laughs> there's, there is these, there's just been this process of, I mean, even in my life group right now, we're hearing God together. And, um, I certainly have stories of those kind of but for me, I have not experienced a lot of it. I've experienced a lot of general calls to healing or general calls to encouragement or call this person or invite this person or pray for this person. But for me and my process of hearing God in community for other people, I haven't had a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why. No, that's, that's great. So I think just in case people are out there thinking I'm always going to end up in that I place. I think that's a good point. Actually, I was thinking the same thing. I, I, I don't, I think it's important to start 
God will always meet you where you are, mm-hmm. right? And so some of the scary stuff that maybe Joel and I have done is because we've chosen to go down that road also, right? Which mm-hmm. is, it's not like God just launched us into that. It yeah. was, it was I want to go down the road of being better in terms of a certain type of you know, giving a certain prophetic word and mm-hmm. to a certain group as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're giving them to strangers or to non-Christians that you meet on the street, that's inherently, I think, a little more, more scary. But I, I didn't start there, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's like if, if you're listening to this and you're, you can't hear the voice of God and you want to start, God's probably not going to start you off with Mm-mm. a Skittles word, right? That's not the way it works. And work, he was, Joel was kind of at a certain level before he gets to there. But yeah, I, I think it's... And it might not even get to there. Right, exactly. He might take you in a different direction, right? Mm-hmm. Joel has gone in a certain direction yeah. in terms of hearing from God and how he applies that, but that might not be for everybody. Yeah. This is the moment in the podcast where you realize you're one of the odd. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're one of those people. <laughs> so we're, we're going we're gonna to come back, uh, part two, hearing God's voice. Uh, things are just getting spicy here on OnRamp. So uh, we'll see you back in a couple weeks and uh, hearing God's voice. Part two, we'll get into all sorts of other good stuff. <laughs> so we'll see you there. Yeah, the <laughs> prophetic ministry. Uh, it, we'll, we'll explore that a little bit more. But we'll see you back in a couple weeks. Thank you, everyone. Bless you. <laughs>